Take your Bibles, please, with me to the book of 1 John as we continue to go verse by verse through the Bible and let God speak to us and tell us what He wants us to know. 1 John chapter 4, we're starting a new chapter in this epistle. There's only five chapters in 1 John and some important verses as all the Bible's important for us. 1 John chapter 4, and we'll begin in verse number 1, three verses today together. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. The first thing I see this morning in verse number 1, he says, Beloved, he gives a warning in these three verses, but this warning is from love. Do you see that? He's talking about some very serious things. He's talking about the spirit of Antichrist. What a dangerous thing. He's talking about false prophets. What a a destructive thing that is in our world. He's talking about people that are standing against the Lord Jesus Christ trying to influence you. And what a necessary warning that is. But as he starts the warning, he starts it with the first word of the verse, verse 1, with the word beloved. In other words, He loves you. That's why He's telling you this. Do you know the reason that God warns us is because He loves us? The reason that He gives us the truth is because He loves us. You know, the the truth about hell is real because the Bible says there's a hell and Jesus talked about hell. And if, if hell is not real, then Jesus Christ is a liar because He talked about it. He talked about it many, many times. And a lot of people take issue with God and they say, well, how can God be a loving God? And and yet there's a hell and people go to hell, but they don't understand that that same loving God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. As a matter of fact, He didn't even make hell for man. The Bible says that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. God never intended for one human being to ever go to hell. That's not why it was created. That's not why it, it, it exists. It was created for the devil and his angels, but this is what happened. If you want to take the devil's hand, if you want to follow the devil, if you want to go the devil's way, then you'll get to go to the devil's place. But that's not what God wanted for you. He didn't want that for anyone. And so the warnings about hell really in the Bible, and when a preacher would preach about hell and talk talk to people about being saved, it's not just to scare you, it's, it's out of love because God doesn't want anyone to perish. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If you go to hell, it'll be over the blood of the Son of God that gave Himself for you. God's done everything in the world to keep you out of hell. And the warning, the warning for you to flee from the wrath to come is because God loves you. God doesn't want you to spend an eternity in a lake of fire. But if you don't heed that warning, if you don't listen to that sacrifice that God's made for you so that you can miss that place, then that's that's on you. But it's not the problem with the love of God. It's the problem that you didn't listen to the warning love of the Lord. You know, God warns us in many ways. He doesn't just warn people about hell. He warns them about sin. 
And God warns us about sin because He loves us. He doesn't want to get, He doesn't want us to get caught in the trap of sin and ruin our lives and have to live with guilt and heartache and not just our lives hurting, but other people's hurting because of our sin. I, I'm never ceased to amaze how, how people get angry at a preacher or, 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 you know, or the Bible because God talks about sin. God talks about sin because He loves you and He doesn't want you to ruin your life. Amen. Beloved, He says. Beloved. God gives us warnings of life, not because he's, he's some ogre that wants us to live as a robot, but He loves you and He knows what's best for you. Amen. And He knows the things that you need to be warned about. And so this warning of God is sent from a heart of love. And so He says in verse number 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit. We see a warning from love and now we see a, a danger of Gullibility. How many of you know what being gullible is? Y'all, know, y'all understand that word, right? You, you, we usually use that with children, you know. They're really gullible. I, I remember my, I've said this before, one of my daughters, you know. I, it, it's probably easy to figure out which one. But one of my daughters, I said, see up there in the moon, you know, that's made of cheese. And she said, really? Just gullible. Just believe everything that she's told. Would you look at your Bible and say, beloved, believe not. Do you see that in the Bible? Now, there are things you're supposed to believe, but there are some things you're not supposed to believe. There are some people you're supposed to believe, and then there are some people you're not supposed to believe. You know how dangerous it is to be gullible? You know, a simple-minded person, these violent, perverted people, you know what they do? They play on the simple-minded, gullible individuals that just believe everything. You know, there, there are some people, especially if they've grown up in a sheltered environment, they just grow up believing that everybody has good intentions. You understand what I'm saying? We've got to teach our children. We've got to teach our young people. We've got to understand everybody in this world doesn't have good intentions. You know, all these scams that happen, and usually they, 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 they prey on older folks, you know, and they'll call up and they'll... And the, and, and the older folks just believe what they say, you know. You, you've got a bill that's owed. Well, I, I want to pay my bills. And they're scamming you. They're lying to you. you, can't, you hey, somebody calls you on the phone that you don't know, why would you believe them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? You know, this, you know, scams would be over in a minute. When they call you, if you say, okay, what's my name? <laughs> it's funny that you'd call me and you, know, you, you don't know my name. Tell me where I live. You know, so people, but they're God, they just believe every word. He says, believe not every spirit. That violent individual, that perverted individual that pray, play, prays on a little child saying, you know, here's some candy or here, here's something. And they think, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. And they lure them in with their simple mindedness and their believing heart. Believe not every spirit. You need to make sure that you understand that there are some people that God does not want you to believe. You have got to quit listening to some people. You've got to put some people out of your mind and out of your heart. You know, if you don't quit listening to the wrong voices, you're you're going to be a casualty of the warning of this text. Believe not every spirit. And by the way, there are more voices in the world and there are more spirits in the world that are telling, talking to people now than probably any time in the history of the world. I mean, that internet's filled with voices. Do you know you can find anything you want to hear on the internet? 
Anything, any philosophy, any opinion. That's why it's so dangerous. People get on there and they'll, oh yes, this is because that's what they want to hear. There's a voice there about God. There's a voice about voices about life. There's voices about the church. There's voices about morality. There's voices about problems and issues and how to deal with them. And a lot of people, they don't understand. That's not the voice you need to listen to. The voices, those aren't God's voices trying to talk to you. Oh, I found someone that agrees with me. Well, that's not rocket science, Einstein. You just need to keep looking to find somebody that will agree with you. Because there are plenty of voices out there. There's plenty of voices out there that will tell you that you don't need the church. There's plenty of voices out there that will give you another, another way of morality. There's plenty of voices. There's plenty of voices out there that, and Christians have found them. You know why they found them? Because they went looking for them. They found the voices say, oh, it's all right to drink. It's all right to drink alcohol. There's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. If you want to find that, you'll find it on the internet. You'll find a voice that will agree with you. You'll find a voice that will agree with you. you. You can swap wives and husbands all you want to and do whatever. Live any way you want to live. You, you'll find voices that say, hey, you can be a Christian dressed like a prostitute. It's all right. You can do anything. There are so many voices that are out there. And, but you're not to believe them. Believe every voice. Believe not, he says. Every spirit. So that leads me to our text. He says, look at your Bible there. He says, verse 1. He says, uh, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Try the spirits, whether they are of God. Here's my question to you. Do you know when God's talking to you and when the devil's talking to you? Can you discern that? You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that God gives gifts out to people that are saved. Now, if you're not saved, I'll say this. If you're not saved, there is no way you're going to know what's right or wrong or what's of God and what's of the devil until you get saved. But if you'll get saved, the Holy Spirit is a built-in, amen, lie detector. (laughs) You know what the Bible says? We We ought to have the discerning of spirits. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we get around something that's not of God, that's of the devil, uh, there it goes. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> Radioactive. <laughs> Danger. You know, most people, they, they can't try the spirits. They don't understand even how to do that. Now, I want to give you the, he said, try the spirits. Do you see that in your Bible? Let's learn a little bit of something from the Bible this morning. He said, try the spirits. That's plural. That means there's more than one kind. There are actually three different spirits that I want to give you this morning. Look, first of all, in the book of Ezekiel, would you? All the way back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 13. The first spirit that you can listen to. And he talks in our text about false prophets. But there is another type of prophet. The false prophet, we're going to tell you where his, what kind of spirit that is in just a second. But there's another spirit that you need to be aware of, and that's not just Satan himself. This is a, a very dangerous one. This is sometimes the, the most overlooked one with saved people. And they don't know how to try the spirits. 
You said, preacher, don't get spooky. Well, there, there's nothing spooky about this, and I'll show it to you right here. Look at Ezekiel chapter 13. Watch it, verse number 1. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel that prophesy, and say thou unto them that prophesy out of their own hearts. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Watch verse 3. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets. Not the false prophets, but the foolish prophets. What's a foolish prophet? Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing! Exclamation point. The first spirit you ought to try is your own spirit. Is this my spirit? Because I tell you what, the heart is deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. And the spirit of man, the spirit of man is a deceiving spirit. And I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about your spirit. You know, the Bible says that we're, we're, a, a, we're three. We're three in one, just like God's three in one. You're a spirit and you're a soul and a body. And sometimes people don't understand that they're listening to their own spirit. It's like the guy that says, you know, uh, God told me to do this and God told me to do that. And this is what God wants me to do. But it's so strange that God's voice always sounds like their voice. In other words, I'm talking myself into thinking this is of God, but this is really my own heart talking to me. This is my own spirit talking to me. Do you know the difference between God's spirit and your spirit? Do you know the difference between what God wants and what you want? Do you know the difference between what uh, your spirit would say to you and what God would say to you? Guys, our spirits talk to us all the time. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I watched some of you sing this morning. I thought, Lord, they're tired today. Some of them are wore out. I'm tired. Or I'm uncomfortable. I'm hot. I'm cold. I'm lonely. You know, sometimes your spirit will tell you things that aren't even true. Many times you'll, you'll feel things in your spirit. that your, your spirit will make up all these things, this knowledge of, of, a, of a scenario that's not even real. Like the young person that walks in a crowd and they think everybody's looking at them. That's not real. Not only is nobody looking at them, nobody cares. But in my spirit I think, oh, or I think everybody hates me and nobody likes me. Right? It's like the person saying, you know, nobody at that church likes me. Why? Well, well, I, I, they just weren't friendly. Who are you friendly to? Nobody. She didn't talk to me. Well, did you talk to her? You understand what I'm saying? People imagine things that aren't even real. They imagine fears. They imagine problems. They imagine issues that aren't even issues. But they've talked themselves into believing that. And they listen to their own spirit. Whether or not it's in truth or not. Can you try the spirit to know whether it's your own spirit? Because if you listen to your own spirit, you're foolish. There's another spirit. Turn to Revelation chapter 16. I'll say one more thing about that spirit of man. You know, there was a song, I'll date myself here real, real, real bad. 
There was a song in 1977 that was number one on the charts, maybe longer than any other song had been. And one phrase in that song said this. Listen to me. It can't be wrong when it feels so right. That's a wicked statement. That's your spirit telling you something is right because of the way you feel about it. That's what most people listen to. I tell you what, the devil doesn't have to work on most people because they work on themselves. Try the spirits. Is your life being run by your spirit, the spirit of man? How about Revelation here? Revelation chapter 16, verse number 13. The Bible says, And I saw three unclean spirits. There they are. Like frogs. I don't like frogs. (laughs) Amen. They're slimy, dirty. They even look ugly. Amen. God likens unclean devils to frogs. Yeah. And snakes are right there with them. Yeah. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon. Y'all know who that is? Satan is that, is that great red dragon. And here comes this spirit out of the, Satan's mouth. And out of, the mouth of the, out, out of the mouth of the beast. Anybody know who the beast is? Have you read Revelation? That's the Antichrist that matches our text that we're talking about. That spirit of Antichrist that's already in the world. And he says, try the spirits. Why? So you won't believe that spirit of Antichrist. A spirit comes out of the mouth of Satan. A spirit comes out of the mouth of the Antichrist. Keep reading. And out of the mouth of the false prophet. Do you see that? Our text talks about that false prophet. Well, what is this spirit? Verse 14 For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles which go forth out of the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. They go out and they deceive the world and they deceive the kings of the world. And it's the spirit of the devil. And the spirit of our age is the spirit of the devil. And the spirit of the false prophet is the spirit of the devil. And the spirit of Antichrist is the spirit of the devil. And the devil is trying to talk to you. Do you know when he talks to you? You say, well, preacher, sure, I would would spot him if he talked to me. You know, he doesn't come to you in a pitchfork. With a pitchfork and and a devil suit. He comes to you as an angel of light. He talks to you through that that friend that you have. Though that friend doesn't go to church and that friend doesn't read their Bible and that friend doesn't love the Lord. But you're going to listen to that friend because they're such a good friend. Not knowing that the devil is in their mouth. It's like, I've been warning people, you know. For years, for years, the wholesomeness and the family-oriented stuff. I'm talking about way, way back, you know. Disney was just a wonderful thing. You know what Disney is? Disney is a mouthpiece of, of the devil. And if you don't know that, you can't try the spirits very well. They have an agenda. And it's the agenda of the devil. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm being serious. 
They're trying to indoctrinate little kids as soon as they're little. So they will listen to the doctrines of the devil. And so sometimes they come in a Mickey Mouse suit. I'm just saying sometimes the devil comes to you in some seemingly a a harmless way. Don't you think the devil's smart enough not to come to you so you'll recognize him? He's going to come to you in an avenue that you don't think. And so every day you have an obligation. We have an obligation to try the spirits, test things out. Now, I don't know how trusting you are. If, if your wife makes three new dishes and puts them on the table, maybe you'll just dig right in or maybe you'll taste them first. You'll try it. Isn't that what we talk about? We, we say with our kids, you know, there's something, something new to eat and they don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I like it. Well, try it. Try it and just test it and see. Maybe you'll like it. I mean, I grew up with, with, with a guy, he, he, would, he, would, he would order a hamburger and he'd take the patty off and he'd ketchup and, and, and bread. And I thought, man, won't you just try it? Just take a bite. Ew. No, I don't want to try it. You know what you need? You need to try the spirits. Is this good for me? Is this from God? You need to test the spirits. Is this my own spirit? Is the devil trying to talk to me? You say, how do you do that? I'll tell you before we get through here tonight, uh, this morning. But he said, try the spirits whether they are of God. But first we have to understand what the spirits are. You know, the Bible says that he made his angels ministering spirits. Do you know the angelic beings are spirits? But some of them have fallen. And those devils are still in the world. Yes, we don't have the exorcist movie with them twirling their heads around. But there are are devil-possessed people everywhere in society. And they want to talk to you. And they want to influence your family. And they want to get in your head. And the Bible says you need to try them. Look back at our text. He says, try those spirits whether they be of God. Because 1 John chapter 4, the Bible says in verse number 1, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. The spirit of the devil is going to produce a false prophet. The spirit of man is going to produce a foolish prophet. Aren't you glad that there's another spirit in that mix and it's the spirit of God that will produce one of God's prophets? And that's where the war is. The war is on the prophets of God and on people listening to the prophets of God because if you remove the prophets of God, what is left? That Bible says every man that speaketh by the Spirit of God. Do you have somebody speaking to you by the Spirit of God in your life? Oh, what a treasure that is. The Bible says he that ministereth to you the Spirit... That's a guy that's speaking by the Spirit of God, speaking filled with the Spirit, speaking out of the book of the Spirit, and preaching, Bible-believing, Spirit-filled, preaching is under fire because the devil does not want the right Spirit to flow in your life. Not a foolish spirit, a foolish prophet, not a false prophet, but a prophet of God. That's what we need. But what have they usually done with the prophets of God? They've stoned them to death. Why? Because they've gone against the spirit of the world, the spirit of this age. 
He said in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So many people, they, can't, they couldn't spot a God-called God preacher from a devil preacher if their life depended on it. You know what today's false prophets are? It's the look. And if you don't have the look, you, you can't make it in religion because, you, they, I mean, you've got a, you've got a face for radio. <laughs> Not television, right? He says many false prophets are going out in the world. Look at Matthew chapter 7. Let, let's try to spot these. Let's try to learn how to try these spirits. Let's, tr- let's try to learn how to spot the devil talking to me or myself talking to me <laughs> or if it's the Holy Ghost talking to me. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said in verse number 15, Matthew chapter 7, verse number 15, the Bible says, Beware false prophets, Jesus is speaking, which come to you in sheep's clothing. You see that? It's like that billboard I saw. You know, love yourself. I saw another billboard out of town that says, God's not mad at anybody. But that sounds... Sheeply. But it's a false prophet trying to destroy your life. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Well, how do I try them? How do I know them? Verse 16, you shall know them by their what, church? By their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? In other words... If you go out to the corn patch, amen, and you, and you reach for an ear of corn, you're not going to get a cluster of grapes. And you know that's corn because of the fruit it produces. There are other marking, <laughs> other marks along the way that tell you that's corn instead of grapes or wheat. But we would never confuse something that produces fruit for what it is. He said in verse number 17, Even so every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt, free bring, corrupt tree bringeth forth... Uh, excuse me. Corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Verse 18, A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Now there's two ways to look at that. What is the fruit of the person that's talking to you? Do they have a blessed life? Do they have a godly life? Do they have a spirit-filled life? Is the person that's talking to you, are they humble in their hearts? Are they self-sacrificing? Are they acknowledging the Word of God? Are they submitting to God in their life? What's the fruit of their lives? So many people listen to the same people that make the same mistakes everybody else makes. But it's deeper than just their life because I'll tell you what, you look at some people's life and you can't see it all. You know, sin ravages people's lives, not even in places that you can see, but a lot of times places you can't see. At home, at night, in the closet, places where nobody looks. 
Well, how do I, how can I spot this false prophet? How can I spot this false spirit? By their fruits, you should know them. Now, Jesus further explained that in Luke chapter 6. And he said this in Luke chapter 6. He, the same thing about fruit. He says, evil tree can't bring forth good fruit. A good, good tree can't bring forth evil fruit. And, and by their fruits, you're going to know them. And then he said this. He said, therefore, out of, out of the abundance of the heart, of the heart, his mouth speaketh. That's Luke 6, 45. Way to try a spirit is not just their lifestyle, but what is coming out of their mouth. Because if evil is in their heart, evil is going to come out of their mouth. That's how you know Hollywood and the world and all that is, is of the devil because blasphemy comes out of their mouth. I tell you what, if you if you got somebody in your life that's a cursing individual, you ought not listen to a word they ever say. If you've got somebody in your life that's always full of anger and wrath, amen, and bitterness is always coming out of their mouth, that's not somebody you need to listen to. Because by their fruits, the fruit of their lips, the Bible talks about, what's coming out of their mouth, you ascertain what's down in their heart. I'll even go a step further while we're on that subject. If you've got somebody's around you that's constantly complaining, Getting quiet now. Constantly complaining and bad-mouthing and everything is bad. I wouldn't listen to those kind of people. Evil treasure. Hey, everything's not bad. Jesus is still alive. I'm still going to heaven when I die. My name is written in the book of life. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. There's still a street of gold. There still is a forever and a forever with God. And the Bible's still true. And when the world's on fire, God will still be right. And God will still be there. And whatever happens to America, God's doing fine. And my life is hid with Him. That's why we can rejoice. Mark it down. How do I try the spirits, preacher? Well, here comes somebody, and they give you advice, and it's always, yes, you're, you've got a terrible husband or a terrible wife or terrible parents, you know. They don't really care about you. And, oh, it's just, I'm so, so sorry your life is so bad. And, you know, probably if you change some of your, your values and some of your lifestyle, and, you know, you're burdening yourself and got all this guilt complex because you go to that church and they, they talk all about all that, all that stuff. And it's just, that's not God's spirit. You know what God's spirit will say? He'll say, hey, we're more than conquerors. Amen. You're persecuted? Be happy. Amen. Isn't that what he says? You can spot the Spirit of God because he's already saying, hey, rejoice with exceeding great joy, great sure reward in heaven. You want to listen to those that have real joy in their life. Because the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, long-suffering, faith, meekness, temperance. You can spot the Spirit of God. Miserable people like to talk to other miserable people not knowing that they're listening to the devil when they're doing it.
The worst thing somebody wants to hear when they have a problem is somebody tell them, it's going to be all right. No, it's not. Don't encourage me. Fix it. So they'll go to hear another voice. Oh, it's, yeah, it's bad. You just need to leave. Try the spirits. How do you know what comes out of their mouth? It's what coming out of their mouth. Is your, the person you listen to, is all they talk about is things out of the Bible. Do they ever talk about the Bible? Do they ever talk about Jesus? Do they ever say how much they love Jesus? You can try the spirits. A devil's not going to come around telling you how much they love Jesus. <laughs> They're not going to tell you how good God's been to them this week. Try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You can't judge a book by its cover. I know that's a... You judge a book by its words. Take your Bible quickly with me, the book of 1 Kings. I've got to tell you this. This is important. I hope you'll have a little patience with me. Ezekiel 14 which is right after that other text that we just read about the foolish spirit of man following their own spirit. 1 Kings 22 and Ezekiel 14. 1 Kings 22. This is a great revealing story about how you need to try the spirits. It's a story about Ahab and Jehoshaphat and they've got people telling them things that are from the spirit of the devil and they've got somebody telling them things that are from the spirit of God. And this is the story. Ahab is convinced one way. Jehoshaphat knows better because his Geiger counter went off. That don't, that don't sound like God. 1 Kings chapter 22, the Bible says in verse 19, And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. This is the right prophet. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner, and there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. And the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. This is what, this is what intrigues me the most and is so dangerous. If our hearts are not right, God will send the wrong spirit to us. You doubt me? Look at Exodus, excuse me, Ezekiel chapter 14. And then I'll quote you a verse in the New Testament about it. Ezekiel chapter 14, the Bible says this. Ezekiel 14, verse number 1. Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men, listen, watch it, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of, of at all by them? So here's a group of men. They come to Ezekiel the prophet because they want to hear from God. And God tells Ezekiel, they've got idols in their heart. They don't really want to hear from me. Their heart's not right. Verse 4. 
Therefore speak unto them and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. God says this, If you got idols in your heart, I'm going to answer you according to your idols. Verse 5, That I may take the house of Israel in their own heart. Because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Therefore say uh, unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent and turn yourself from your, from your idols and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For every one of the house of Israel or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel which setteth himself uh, separate himself from me, and set up idols in his heart, and put it the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me. I, the Lord, will answer him by myself, and I will set my face against that man, and will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet be deceived, when he hath spoken a thing, I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet, and I will stretch out my hand upon him, and destroy him him from the midst of my people Israel. This is scary. God says this, you come to me, but your heart is far from me, and you've got idols in your life, and you've got idols in your life. He said, preacher, we don't, we don't worship Buddha, and we're not Catholics, and we don't do all that. There's a whole lot of different kind of idolatry than, than, than people's faces and pictures and statues. Covetousness is idolatry. Your job can be your idol. You can be an idol. Your children can be an idol. You can have, there's so many idols. Money can be your, your idol. And God says this, if you've got idols in your heart and you come to me, I'm going to deceive you with a spirit according to what's in your heart. You want a New Testament verse on that? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. God sends it. Why? Because they receive not the love of the truth. And this is the most dangerous of all people. If our hearts aren't right with God, you will never know what spirit is speaking to you And it may just be God giving you what you really want, and that's everything but Him. Like Brother Farley, I was talking to Brother Farley one time. He talked about people coming in his office counseling with him, and he said, I knew they weren't interested in doing what was right. They already made up their mind what they want to do. They just come to my office. So he says, you know what I did? I just tell them to go ahead and do it. I said, Brother Farley, you didn't. He said, yeah. Now, I won't do that. But God might. God might make you convinced that this is the right way because your heart isn't right with Him. Guys, the only way we can try the spirits and really know the Spirit of God, is if our hearts want to know. And nothing else is standing between. How do I try the Spirit? Go back to our text and I'll be finished. 
Amen. This is a lot shorter than an Alabama football game. Or a Marvel movie. Amen. Or some of your hairstylists. First John chapter 4, he says in verse 2, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. The way you try the spirit is, if they're wrong about Jesus, then it's of the devil. If they're wrong about the doctrine of Jesus, that's how you know the Jehovah Witnesses of the devil. That's how you know the Mormons of the devil. They're of the devil. It's not another, it's of the devil. Because they're wrong about who Jesus is. They don't say he is who the Bible says he is. If somebody's wrong about Jesus, don't listen to them. You say, well, what if they believe Jesus is the Son of God? Well, do they love him? You remember the famous question in the Bible? What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? What do you think about Jesus? A bad spirit doesn't think much about Jesus Christ. That spirit that confesses Jesus Christ, not just professes, but confesses and really means in his heart, has a connection with Jesus, the right Jesus. If they're wrong about Jesus, it's the wrong spirit. If they're wrong about the Bible, it's the wrong spirit. You said, did I read that? You did, and you just didn't know it. You got a King James Bible here this morning? Do you have a King James Bible? You know what verse number 3 says? It gives the litmus test of how you check to see whether something is the spirit of Antichrist. It gives you the litmus test. What is it? Verse 3. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Do you know, you know the new versions take that out of the Bible? Why would a new version take out the phrase of the litmus test of the spirit of Antichrist? I'm talking about the NIV. I'm talking about the NASV. I'm talking about the ESV. Put them all in a boat. They take out that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. And that's the test. What I'm saying, mark it down. When somebody's wrong about the Bible, they're a wrong spirit. If somebody counsels you to do anything contrary to the Bible, that's a different spirit. Yeah, but you don't understand. It doesn't matter. Whatever this says is right. And if anybody counsels you or says anything to you that goes anywhere against this, it doesn't matter what it is. It's a wrong spirit. If they're wrong about Jesus, if they're wrong about the Bible. If they're wrong about the end times and this age. He says, the spirit of Antichrist. That Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 4, it talks about these last days that we live in. And if you, if you really want to understand and be able to try the spirits, anything to do with your age is the spirit of Antichrist. If you are listening to the philosophies of this present world, if you can't discern that what people believe out there and how they are espousing things and changing everything in society and religion and morality, if you don't see that the spirit of Antichrist. If you don't recognize you're living in the last days, the end times, that ought to help you. Is it akin to my age? Is it akin to the spirit of this world? Is it like society wants it to be? Then it's the spirit of Antichrist because this world is barreling toward the spirit of Antichrist.
So if it matches this age, I'm going to stay away from it. Try the Spirit. Can you tell if God's speaking to you? Can you tell if you're just listening to yourself? And can you tell when the devil's talking?